Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Mike Allstott, Tempe Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother! You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the new and improved Cannon Fire Podcast. Back at you today for episode 174. Might as well call this episode, uh, I don't know, the one that got away from us. The night that technology killed. Rage against the machine. Something something along those lines. Because holy hell, the lengths that we have had to go through to get this episode to you. Originally planned to be a live stream on YouTube. Well, we made two or three attempts to try and get that live stream going. And just things did not work for us. My good buddy and co-host, the Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. Technical difficulties with Zoom. Couple of accounts later. Couple of invite links. Nothing working. We finally figured it out. And that's when the live stream ultimately failed us. It has just been it has just been a wild night to kick things off, but some good news. It is a uh, a new era for CFP, as I'm sure you have seen. We got a new logo today. Shout out to the artist Steve Lamac, which is what I like to call him, over on Facebook. He does a lot of great Buccaneer designs, really top notch stuff. And the craziest part is that he does it all as a hobby. I had uh, reached out to him about commissioning a logo for our podcast. And I said, you know, how much do you charge for that type of thing? And he's like, oh, no, you know, I'll just, I'll repurpose this design that I had made. Make it your logo, and you can have it for free. So Steve is a pimp. Steve is a certified G, and uh, as of right now, he is a great friend of the show. Thank you so much, Steve. It is officially the death of the flag logo, which we have carried since 2017. But all good things must come to an end. And uh, I think as a franchise... When the Buccaneers win a Super Bowl, everything goes up a level, and that's exactly what this logo is. So go check it out. If you haven't seen it, you can see it on YouTube or social media. If you haven't seen it, then you, chances are you don't listen to the show. But uh, but yeah, welcome back. Episode 174. I'm your host, as always, right? Matthew. My good buddy, Evan Wanish, is here, and we are not alone. Mr. Bucks Nation, over on YouTube, Mr. 10K, James Hill, joins the show. Fellas, it has been uh, quite a stressful evening. I mean, you know, it's been okay. I mean, you know, we're just kind of, you know, uh, yeah, it's, uh, geez, technology has failed in every aspect, in every form, Uh, but it's fine because we're still here doing an episode of the Cannon Fire podcast and uh, still, still here, still ready to talk about some Buccaneers football. So again, hey, thank you boys for having me on as always. I greatly appreciate that. Um, And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to talk about some Buccaneers. Yeah. Listen, one last thing. I hate to poke the bear, 
But since we are in this type of mood tonight and we kind of need to lighten things up, James, you have the floor, buddy. You have all the room in the world to talk all the trash you want to Mr. Too Legit to quit over there. I mean, James, you know, you had a reputation for being the guy who shows up late to the party. And uh, for a good 35 minutes, we were waiting on old man Wanish to figure out that Zoom uh, that Zoom situation. It's facts, you know. I mean, <laughs> I do feel bad because I don't want to make fun of an old man. You know, old man. No, it's, I mean, here. it's you know, it's a, you're it's older a than me. Shot. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want to make fun of an old man. Dude, it you're is, the oldest one here. Shut it up. is, it is what it is. I mean, you know, he might have like been a little confused. Might have forgotten to take his vitamins. You know, I, I don't, I don't ever want to hear the oh, James. Come on, man, you're always late. Because the evidence is here. Not only was he late, but the technology botches that I saw. I mean, there's just so much. There's just so much, man. I mean, Rhett, you know, I, I don't know if we have to put him in a home here at some point. I don't really know. But uh, I was pretty disappointed, to say the least, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I've always considered Evan a team first kind of guy. But, but uh yeah. You know, the effort put in tonight, <laughs> I think we might have to go to the film room, reevaluate some technique, kind of change, change the way we approach things. What do you what do you think, Evan, before we really get into some Bucks news here? Man, oh, oh, I wish this show wasn't PG. Um, <laughs> uh, well, here's the thing. Well, wait a minute. It's 8.03 p.m. James, Not you're three bedtime. minutes late for bed. Yeah, you're, you're three minutes late for bed, buddy. Um I actually, for one, I was trying to get on. So I was actually here, you know, trying to, and I was communicating with you guys instead of, you know, leaving 27 unread messages because I was sound asleep. Um, <laughs> when, you know, we knew uh, that y you had it and you had committed to uh, to doing a, an episode. But yet again, you were stuck in your slumber, I guess, because, you know, like 9.30, 9.30 a.m. to do a show is just way too early. That's just, that's not, that's not a thing. Yeah. So no, probably, I, was I mean, it was it it was, it was 10 a.m. we agreed to do that show it was right? something yeah it was probably it was very reasonable and he just didn't show up and then and then decides to crash it midway through so i'm here from the beginning and then uh, i didn't want to you know be a be a party crasher so uh yeah how, how how far did you go all you had to do was get out of bed and get onto a computer i had to make a whole other account to get here so who's really dedicated i'm still the face of the franchise and guess what what i'm better <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm better. I'm, I'm better in every other way. And, and, and there's nothing the James turn. can say. No, I well, I'm, I'm the heel of the program, face of the franchise. That's what it is, Mister Too Legit to Quit. Um, and then, uh, you know, James, I, I see that bed back there. It's probably looking awful, awful comfy to you. So, uh, you know, I think don't, don't take a nap on us. Rhett's gonna have to put us both in an old home at this rate because we're both. James, you were you were like thirty years old right now. You were you were you were older. You were the oldest one here. Okay, so calling both... me old man Wanish is I'm, not. I'm... I'm actually the youngest one here. Are you are you kidding me with this? Listen, at this rate, I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to put both of you on mute so we can get this show officially underway. But before we actually wait, do wait, that, wait, 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 you you're you're the one who started it. I know, I know. It's it's my fault. It's my fault. But listen, if you, you guys want to place any bets on lost, the uh, if you guys want to place any bets on the over under for James' sleep schedule tonight, which I believe is at like eleven and a half hours, I'm definitely putting the hammer down on the over. Go check it out with our friends at BetOnline.ag. Listen, you know it. 
March Madness is in full swing right now. And uh, if you put any money down on a little school called Oral Headman, you're probably sitting pretty right now. If, if you want to bet on the rest of the tournament, which I would not do because, holy hell, everybody's bracket got busted this year, first round. But um, you can go check it out. It is the only place you should be betting on with uh, betonline.ag. I'm sorry. They cover awards, TV shows, reality TV, outside of the realm of sports. You can really bet on anything over there. BetOnline has got hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine. And, of course, they've always got the online 24-hour casino. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Once again, BetOnline.ag, a very proud sponsor of the Cannon Fire podcast. So, believe it or not, we do have some news to get into regarding a couple of Buccaneer free agents, and it is the latest out of the, uh, the swirl of rumors that we normally get at this time of year. I don't even know if I'd call it a rumor, but it kind of gets us a step closer to figuring out where these guys ultimately end up. And I'm referring to wide receiver Antonio Brown and running back Leonard Fournette. Now, there was a video, I believe it was an Instagram Live, of Antonio Brown. Leonard Fournette were working out together at one of his facilities. And a guy in the live stream says, you know, I, I really hope you stay in Tampa. I hope you guys are able to figure it out. And Antonio Brown's response says, uh, you know, me and playoff Lenny, we're going to get it figured out. We're going to work it out. And that's the latest we have got. As far as those guys go in their free agent market, Antonio Brown, we're still in kind of the same spot we were before. There is one team that is uh, pretty clearly making a push for him, and that's Seattle. We've heard about Russell Wilson talking to the Seahawks to try and get a guy like Antonio Brown on their team. But other than that, you don't really know what his market is going to be. Kind of the same with Leonard Fournette. There are reportedly some teams interested. Seattle was one of those teams, but they did sign Chris Carson, which kind of leaves a question mark on if they're really still interested in a, a running back like Fournette. New England was another one of those teams you had heard, and uh, you know maybe some other teams that we just don't entirely know about on a surface level. But with everything going on with those guys, how, how do we feel, Evan? Are we confident with Antonio Brown and Leonard Fournette coming back? Because you have to feel like the more time goes by, the more likely it seems like they stick around. Uh, I would agree with that. Uh, see, here's the thing, though. You know, a lot of people say, oh, the Seahawks have interest in Antonio Brown. Nobody ever said that. It just said that Russell Wilson wants Antonio Brown. That doesn't mean the Seahawks have interest. I mean, the Seahawks could look at the situation and go, eh, like, Russell, like, you know, we'll listen to you, but, like, we, we don't really have much interest in this particular player. Well, they definitely like, won't have... listen to him because they haven't gotten the guy in well, line to this point. Right. I mean, they, they get Gabe Jackson, but other than that, I mean, you know, the Raiders are just giving people away. So yeah. <laughs> um, they just, they don't believe in an offensive line. They're just going to go with like seven wide receivers and try to beat you that way. Um, pure like flag football stuff. And then, uh, you know, with Fournette, you, you have heard teams. So Brown, you haven't really heard any teams that have had specific interest. We know the Bucks would like him back, but the Bucks would like him back at their price with Fournette. You know, you've heard the Patriots, you heard the Seahawks. Obviously, the Seahawks, you can take them off the board because they're not paying Leonard Fournette and Chris Carson. They're not doing that. I know Chris Carson signed a you know a, a short term deal, but that's not happening. And then obviously the Patriots. But then uh, Ian Rapport did say there are multiple teams that are still interested in Fournette. Um, we don't know who those teams are. He did mention the Patriots. He said the Patriots have been mentioned. Um, he said the Bucks would still like him back, but there's you know there's a few other teams. So if I had to guess, maybe a team like Pittsburgh, who's probably going to lose James Conner, uh, maybe a team like Miami calls, uh, you know it's it's still in state. 
you know, Fournette might have some interest there. They have a need at running back. Maybe the Jets call. So I mean, I'm not necessarily reporting that those are the teams. I'm just saying maybe a few of those teams like that are the teams that are interested. So you what you said is correct. The longer they sit, the more likely each day they sit, the more likely it is they come back because each day they sit means that their price is likely to go down, even if it's just a little bit. Obviously, I don't know what what price tag each guy has. I don't know. I would I would guess that Fournette has a little bit of a higher one than Brown does because I think Brown understands the situation. But I just don't know. So just like you said, with each passing day, it seems more and more likely that they will come back. But I'm more sold on Brown coming back than Fournette still. I I think there's you know, if you would ask me this you know this exactly a week ago. I would have said probably Fournette's definitely gone. Now I'm going to say it's a real possibility he's back, but I still am not ruling it out that he that he leaves just because we have heard other teams being interested. James, what do you think about this situation with these two guys? I mean, two pretty valuable players. You know, Antonio Brown is someone we've talked about. He's learned his role, and that's what makes his market so tricky because we've been saying for weeks that you aren't really going to know what teams are going to want to take a chance on him. And even right now, to this day, you don't really know because the only team that you've heard talked about is Seattle with uh, Russell Wilson making that push. So, so what do you think for these two guys? Yeah, it's a really interesting situation. Um, you know, that is interesting that they are both working out together. And, you know, an interesting quote is to say, you know, for Antonio Brown to say, oh, we're going to figure it out. I mean, at the end of the day, it is also, I would say, mostly up to their agents to make those decisions for them. So, I mean, yeah, they'll figure it out. I mean, you know, they'll figure it out one way or the other, you know, um, I still don't, I'm, I've always been 50, 50 on Antonio Brown as to whether or not he'll come back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I still do feel that way. And I, I still feel that Leonard Fournette probably, you know, won't be back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But as you both said, you know, the more time that this goes on, the more that um, free agency drags on. Yeah. I mean, you know, the more likely that those guys do have a chance of coming back um evan gave some really good teams that could be interested the jets um seattle was interested probably not anymore the patriots maybe the falcons could be interested since they don't have todd Gurley anymore um but antonio brown's such a much more interesting case because like you said Rhett, like his market how do you determine that not just his dollar value but how do you determine which teams would be interested because of all the off-field stuff that he has going on honestly there's a lot of teams who probably aren't even 100 sure if he's going to be able to play a full season next season um the, it's also probably another reason as to why the buccaneers are you know probably putting out an offer of you know probably a lower value and just saying hey do whatever you want to do make your own decision on this you know i'm not saying that that's what's happening if i had to guess at what was happening that would be my guess um but yeah, the, the Leonard Fournette one, I expect him to actually have some legitimate interest from other teams um, and probably him more likelier than not going away or more likelier to go away. Antonio Brown, I could see him coming back, but also, you know, the Seattle thing is a little bit weird to me. They don't have Josh Gordon anymore. Um, so they do have a history of kind of taking on some troubled wide receivers who yeah, Russell Wilson likes. He's balling it up in the uh, fan control football league. Right. So, I mean, but my point with that is that Russell Wilson kind of likes getting these guys who have like insane amounts of potential, but they've had some off field concerns. Antonio Brown could be that next guy in line, you know, for that for Seattle. We'll just have to wait and see with that. Um, 
like Evan said, not ruling anything out for both these guys coming back, but I'm still on the fence about both of them actually making a return. I think the big difference between Antonio Brown and a guy like Josh Gordon, you had brought up that situation in Seattle where Russell Wilson wants to bring in a guy with some baggage. Listen, Antonio Brown, if he goes anywhere and plays his role like he did last season, he, he's obviously going to be uh, continue to be what a lot of people have called one of the greatest wide receivers of the 2010s. Like, he is... He is a great wide receiver, and the fact that there is not a big market on him, or at least a bigger market than what we have seen, which is nothing so far, um, is a little surprising to me. Because I really do think that if there is a team that wants to take a chance on A.B., if he's serious about reforming you know, the way he locks into playing football and, and not really doing much else to get himself in trouble... I think they can get a great player. And obviously, if the Buccaneers keep him around, it, all of that factors into that decision as well. But ultimately, when it comes to where I think he ends up, Leonard Fournette, it's a different story. I, I do think he garners some interest from another team needing a running back, and he ultimately goes elsewhere. But I, I have a better feeling now about Antonio Brown returning to Tampa Bay than I did this time a week ago, this time two weeks ago. You still don't really know what that market is, but as time passes, you know, you, you got to feel a little bit better. Um, now another guy that I wanted to talk about, another free agent, you don't really have to deal with an agent on this one because he is representing himself, and I guess that's worked out great to this point because he is one of the richest players in NFL history based off of his contract, it's Big D Tackle and Domicus Sue. Now some other deals the Buccaneers made this last week, uh, they re-signed Rakeem Nunez-Rochez to a two-year $5 million deal. So a nice multi-year deal for Nacho as he gets himself a little bit of a raise. They also brought back Ryan Suckup, three-year deal worth 12 mil, 6.25 mil in uh, guaranteed money and a cap hit this year of 2.8. But as far as Indomica Sue goes, that's another guy on that list that a lot of people are clamoring for. And it'll be pretty telling of how the Bucks are going to address that D-tackle position. But as far as Indomica Sue goes, I've heard a couple of reports that people are almost certain the Bucks have made an offer to him at this point, but they're kind of just waiting it out. Evan, how do you see this playing out with uh, number 93? I mean, if you guys remember, he actually, Sue had hit free agency last year. Um, he was an unrestricted free agent from Tampa, and he had hit free agency last year. And I think it, it wasn't right away. It was actually, it was like a week and a half, two weeks after free agency had started that he had signed. So, and if you remember his first contract with the Buccaneers, he signed that in May. <laughs> like, yeah. um, he really likes to take his time. It's not something that that he really likes to rush. And I mean, I, why would you? It certainly worked out for him, just like you said. So, um, at, you know, I, I believe that he's been represented by an agent his whole career, except last off season he fired his agent and then just sort of went solo. Um, and then he signed a deal with the Bucks a few days later. And I believe right now he's with Bus Cook, who, who's an agent, but I don't believe that he's handling any negotiations. I believe Sue is the one that is like really in, in the driver's seat there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I think, I don't really think there's much debate here. I think he's going to come back. He's another guy you haven't heard much interest from around the league. You know, you haven't heard anybody really say, oh, there's some interest in Sue. There's some people out there. I, th I think it's kind of assumed he'll be back, so I think that's that's the safe bet. May have to wait a few more days, but I think it's a safe bet. James, what do you think uh, about Sue? 
Yeah, I think he'll re-sign in the next four days. I have no sources or indication very to, specific. to that warrant very that. Very specific. But, Evan, <laughs> you said you said he waited a little bit. So while you were making your points, Evan, I looked up when Sue re-signed last year, and it was March 26th. It's March 22nd today. In the next four days, I'm, I'm going to say it. In the next four days, Sue will re-sign. Okay. That's my guess. That's my that's my it's not even a bold take. I don't know. But <laughs> just say just say he'll re-sign on the twenty sixth. So that way you get a bold date. It would just be a year. He'll he's re- waiting for the year. He'll re-sign on the twenty fifth. Okay. Okay. So the twenty fifth is a what? Twenty fifth. Listen, if you get Thursday, this wrong. It's a Thursday. If you get this wrong, which I feel like you very well might, it's gonna make us sound bad and we're not gonna be able to have you on the show anymore, James. Oh crap! You can't just well, that's, how, that's how confident. Oh, that's oh. how confident he is. He's putting his his appearances on this show on the line. I'll hey. wear my pirate costume, so I'm in disguise, so you guys don't know it's me. But anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, well, yeah, we're talking about Sue. Like, yeah, he's one of those guys who I think everybody expected him to be back, especially whenever he came out and said, yeah, "I've already talked with Jason Light. I've already talked with Tom Brady. I want to win another championship. I'm not retiring." And uh, yeah, let's go. So I think at that point, everybody thought like, yeah, no matter how long it takes, he will eventually come back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I still have a firm belief in that. I've seen some people on other outlets and uh, sites and whatnot talk about other guys who could be potential replacements for Sue. Um, Geno Atkins is out there right now. There's some other veteran defensive linemen that are out there as well, including the draft um, to replace Sue. I don't think that's going to end up happening. Um, I think Sue will be back. Honestly, if the Buccaneers were to draft somebody to replace anybody, I would say maybe it'd be like a Will Golston who might be like a cap casualty, but even that I don't know if I see happening. Sue's been very productive while he's been here. Um, I'm, I was very happy that I was wrong about some of his character concerns coming into the team. He's been absolutely great um you know not stepping on anybody's ankles not doing any of this stuff that we saw him do earlier on in his career um and he's really been great he's been a phenomenal mentor for vita vea um he's helped out both in run defense especially and a little bit in pass rushing as well so i'm very happy to see that um and yeah honestly this most recent season was even better than the first year he had with the tampa bay buccaneers which is is great (laughs) you know i don't know if he's on that tb12 method right now or what but uh, Sue's still playing at a pretty good level. Um, he improved from year one to year two. I'm not saying he's going to improve from year two to year three, but it gives you hope that even if he does fall off a little bit due to his age, it might not be as big of a fall off as people are thinking it might be. So overall, yeah, I think a deal gets done. Like I said, the 25th, I don't have sources. I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not pulling something here, but I'm saying the 25th, my guess is Sue will resign. I ultimately do think Andamakasu ends up re-signing, sticking around in Tampa Bay for at least one more season. But let's talk about the possibility of maybe the Buccaneers moving on from Andamakasu. Brought it up briefly. A couple of guys you had named uh, to go after in free agency. Another guy that has popped up lately. I've seen Greg Allman made a good point. Uh, named to watch with the Bucks and Brady is former Patriots defensive lineman Lawrence Guy. He's currently visiting with the Dolphins. He played with Brady in 27-2019. Um, so, I mean, he's got those connections there, but, you know, let's talk about this draft class because I don't know if you guys checked out the latest Peter report podcast, but they had Warren Sapp on there and, uh, he really did not mince words when it came to 
describing this defensive tackle class of 2021 coming up in the draft. Um, you know, there were a couple of names they threw out there that he either wasn't familiar with or just didn't like very much. And I, I wanted to get your thoughts overall on how the Buccaneers would address that position. Let's say Sue moves on. Are you more tempted to go after a guy in free agency that you know is going to fill in that spot a little bit better? Is there someone that you have in mind that they might want to go at 32 if the right guy is there? We've also talked about, you know, all the other things they can pick with at 32. But when addressing that D-tackle position in the absence of Indomitian uh, if it comes to that, what do you think, Evan? Well, I I, well, I personally think if, if Lawrence Guy is starting on your defensive line, you got an issue because I think he could be brought in. He's a piece that's brought it with Sue as a depth piece. Um, they still do need some depth on the defensive line. So I think that's what sort of Alma was talking about. And also, um, I mean, I know obviously Rhett didn't say it, it was a report, but that is not a report. The Bucks. As far as we know, no, it's just a it's just a name to watch if we're throwing names out there. Um, then yeah, it's it's basically you know how like when Bruce Arians got there and stuff, and you look at players that played for Arians and players that played for Todd Bowles. Now you're looking at players that have played just with Tom Brady. Like Lawrence Guy was on the defensive side of the ball, and it's just oh okay, he's on the same team as Tom Brady. That could work. Um, so I mean, you know, it's possible. We'll see. But I think Lawrence Guy would be more of a depth piece. Now, if you're talking about a guy like Geno Atkins, yeah, you bring him in to replace Sue. Uh, you, you're not signing both Sue and Atkins. I just don't think that's very realistic. So that's your best bet. If you, if you, if, you know, if Sue moves on, that's your best bet to just go after Atkins. If you want just a plug and play guy, because yeah, you know, the, the first round class, I mean, I don't, Warren Sapp, I, I don't think he likes very much of anything. Um, but, like, I mean, he's kind of right. I mean, he 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 said Christian Barmore is a not even a third round talent. I disagree with that. I mean, I don't I don't think Christian Barmore is is you know like a elite prospect, but I think he's a first round talent. But after that, <laughs> there's you know I think there's some second round talents, but I mean it goes Barmore and then it drops like big time and that drop you know, is going to lead teams to maybe overdraft Barmore. So he's not likely to be there at 32. Are you willing to draft a Davion Nixon? Oh, actually, Davion Nixon, he's a great dude. Uh, I got an interview coming out with him soon, um, a one-on-one interview with him on the page. Uh, or do you want a, a Levi Uzurike from Washington? Those are your two next guys, I think. Do you want him at 32? Like, I, I don't know if you do. I know James, you know, just put out a seven-round mock draft. Had I believe what Jay Jay Tufeli, right? Is that correct? Yeah, um, Jay Tufeli in the second round, which would be acceptable. But he's not drafting him in the first round. There was a reason that he went, you know, with, with a particular running back in the first round, and it's not all the ones that you're you're thinking. Um, so go go check that out. But uh, that's a, that, that's a plug for you. How about that? Um, and then it's it's tough because. If you do lose Sue, I think you're in a position where you almost have to replace him with a plug-and-play guy. Yeah, and you're not sure what Atkins' price is. We're not even saying Atkins has interest in the Bucks or the Bucks have interest in him. We're not saying any of that. We're just talking. If Sue goes, Atkins would be basically the best available guy. Um, yeah, because I just don't think you can look to if Barmore's there at 32. Yeah, sure, and he'd be a suitable replacement for Sue, but. The fact that he is the the best defensive tackle, or I guess defensive lineman, I mean, in in this defense, he wouldn't necessarily be a, a defensive tackle per se. But 
if you're looking at, at him, everybody else is going to be looking at the weak defensive line class too and say, okay, he's the best one, and he's a first-round talent. All these other guys are second-round talent. So if we're sitting there at, let's say, I don't even know who's at 26. I think it's Cleveland. Cleveland at 26, okay, we're going to pick him, and then he's gone. So you can't really count on it, and it, it, the options are very limited in a draft. So I, I do think if they were to lose Sue, which I think is very unlikely at this point, um, so I don't think Bucks fans have to worry too much. I, but I do think they would look for outside veteran help and, instead of relying on the draft. Did you want one did more you guy? Want sorry, I kind of <laughs> what? <laughs> one more guy I wanted to talk about as we kind of wrap things up here. The Buccaneers made it official that they had re-signed Rob Gronkowski to that one-year deal we had talked about. He had a press conference today where he talked to the media, and uh, I wanted to kind of, you know, retouch on this subject because it's got to give you hope towards the 2021 season, how Gronk has been feeling since, you know, coming back, playing a full season again, not getting injured, winning a damn Super Bowl to cap it all off. He feels pretty good, and uh, one of the things that was brought up was just how he was, you know, a shell of himself towards the end of his career, well, uh, towards the end of his, you know, first run in New England, like after that last Super Bowl victory, he told stories of how he could barely walk, and I remember we talked about that with Chris Gronkowski. Um, that tight end room, the way that they measure up right now, what are your expectations for Gronk next season, and uh, do you think he can really go anywhere from here? Because he had a pretty damn good first year, but obviously you got to think he's going to be off to a little bit faster of a start next season. Yeah, I think it's going to be really... Really good to see Gronkowski, you know, have a full off season and another just a regular season just recently under his belt now as well. You know, was watching him throughout the regular season. There were some points where the dude looked like he was running through quicksand. <laughs> I mean, to be completely honest, he looked slow at certain points, still is a freak athlete. We all know this, but, you know, it just looked like he still wasn't 100 percent in terms of, I guess, football shape. You know, there was that rumor i guess or talk that he faked some off-season uh workouts you know whenever he first got on with the tampa bay buccaneers by wearing different shirts during sprint running and stuff like that and you know to simulate different days i guess i again i have no idea the legitimacy of that that's just what i saw reported somewhere. no it was it was it was true Gronk came out and said it we talked to chris about it it, it had come out the week of the super bowl that he basically cheated the system but i mean who cares <laughs> Right. So I'm, I'm hoping now for this time around, you know, and obviously he will, especially with Tom Brady with him, you know, he'll be, he'll be ready to go, you know, he, and he didn't miss a single game, you know, very rarely was off the field for, you know, long stretches of time. I think that even exceeded Gronkowski's expectations of what he was going to do throughout the regular season played all throughout the playoffs as well. I mean, he did a really good job. So now having that season, and having this offseason as well to get even more ready. I'm excited to see what he does. Um, I believe he came out and said he's just going to continue to do one-year deals at this point in his career and has to be very conscious about his health right now, which, yes, of course, that all makes sense because, uh, like you said, Rhett, I mean, that last Super Bowl he had with the New England Patriots, the dude was in tears because of how hurt he was and playing with all of his injuries. I mean, that sucks. You hate to see that. Um, so I think he will be healthier. I think he will be better physically. Um, and I'm really excited to see him pairing up with OJ Howard, who's going to be returning from injury as well. And some of the other guys in that tight end room. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, 
I really think that's just about going to do it for this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. A little bit of a shorter episode tonight, but... I mean, we tried to go live, that didn't really work out, and we were only catching up on a little bit of the latest Buccaneer news. It, it's slowing down. It really is. The Buccaneers got the big deals out of the way. As of right now, you're kind of stringing along to see who's going to stick around on this team. Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette, and Dominicus Sue. A couple of casualties so far. Offensive lineman Joe Haig signed with the Steelers. And then Buccaneers lost safety Andrew Adams to the Eagles. So, Which makes more. me wonder... if. They're gonna look for a depth safety. Like I just, I kind of, kind of right. wonder that they're gonna look for that, for that fourth safety, or if they like, you know, a guy like Javon Hagen, or, um, you know, I know his name's been floated out there. Uh, I think, I forget Dakota Dixon, yeah, um, who the Bucks, you know, used to, I think, really liked in training camp in 2019, I believe, and then he ended up getting hurt. So, I'm not sure. Maybe they add a veteran there. I wouldn't expect a big name, but maybe they add a veteran there. I I think you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna see him with Snoddamagetsu, Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette, still all quiet on the James White front. Um, now it was reported that I don't believe we even talked about this. Adam Schefter did say that the Buccaneers had reached out to to James White, um, so they at least have shown some interest. I think that's only if Fournette leaves, though. I think you know it's I'm pretty confident saying that. If Fournette's back, they're not going to sign Leonard Fournette and James White. This I really don't see that. So, obviously, then Blaine Gabbert, he'll be back. Uh, and then you guys like Josh Wells, possibly, um, especially since losing Joe Haig now. I think that maybe becomes a little bit more of a priority to find some of that offensive line depth. So, we'll see. I mean, yeah, it's slowing down, but I, I do think you're going to see a lot of stuff resolved this week. It's Monday right now when we're recording this, so I think – Maybe by Friday or Saturday, I think you know some of these guys will be signed. Absolutely. Before we go, I want to remind you that support for CFP is brought to you by eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go cop the pair that you have been eyeing for a while. Whether rare dead stock or the latest release, you can find the exact shoe that you're looking for. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, the logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. And each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. Plus, it also protects sellers with a verified return process. So for all you sellers out there, they have eliminated selling fees as well for sneakers over 100 bucks making it free to sell or flip your collection. So go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. Once again, that's eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. With that being said, we're going to wrap things up. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for checking out this episode of the Cannon Fire podcast. With this new logo, this new look, you can still expect the same great content, and hopefully next time we do this, we can bring it to you live over on our YouTube channel. If you are watching on our YouTube, we really do appreciate you guys. And sorry we weren't able to get the live stream up and going, but, you know, shit happens, I guess. Um, it, it'll be fixed, and, and we'll be coming to you live very, very soon. If you're listening on our uh, podcast outlets, we do appreciate you as well. Anywhere you download a podcast is where you can find us. Apple Podcast, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, all of that good stuff. You can go check us out at Cannon Fire Podcast. Also, Check out the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. Best place to go for updates on the show and, of course, Buccaneer news as it happens. You can follow my co-host on Instagram at Bucks underscore daily, the number one Buccaneers fan page on Instagram. 
You can also find our special guest, James Hill. Go check him out on YouTube at Mr. Bucks Nation. Just recently surpassed 10,000 subscribers here on YouTube. That is quite a feat, buddy. And uh, we talked about it on the last week's show, but you rewarded your subscribers with with quite the sea shanty. Uh, I, I got to commend you for it. The music video was great. From top to bottom, that production was uh, was pretty damn good. Good going, James. Thank you, man. Greatly appreciated. Uh, it was a blast to record. It was a blast to sing. Technology is amazing because uh, <laughs> it even makes me sound like a good singer. Um, so, yeah, very happy, you know, getting over that 10K mark. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot more content coming out here as the offseason uh, chugs on. There you go, buddy. Last but not least, you can check out myself, Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. If you follow me, I will follow you back. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. I'm your host, Rhett, signing off from my co-host, Evan Wanish, and our special guest, James Hill. We will talk to you guys soon with some more Buccaneer news. Until then, go Bucks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.